0: Welcome to the Botshit Crazy Podcast. Check 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 1 2. Welcome to the Botshit Crazy Podcast. I am your host Zachary Toma. And just so you know, tomorrow we're actually going to be kicking off the uh, mental health or mental fitness series I was talking about on last week's episode. So that's going to get titled in its own series and you'll see that on uh, Fridays. Uh, for my mental F- mental fitness Friday releases instead of the regular podcast, which we'll still keep uh, pushing out on thursdays and that 's going to talk about you know robots and automation and whatever else kind of seems interesting or like a tickling topic so today i 'm telling you that robots are coming for your jobs, or am I that is the subject today though is automation and I say automation but i'm i 'm going to kind of lean to robots, but it is going to be automation, uh, I guess, when you look at the, the big picture. Is automation actually taking people's jobs? Now, the answer to that is is a little bit uh, multifaceted, and in order to answer it, you have to define what it means to take someone's job. So, in this case, when I say taking someone's job, what I actually mean is making somebody have to leave that company. I don't mean displacing somebody from their job. I'm actually talking about is automation replacing people. So what's the difference? Replacing means that somebody actually, you know, automation gets installed and this person gets fired. They get let go, you know. That's what I mean by replacing people. When I say displacing people... What I mean is that automation comes in, the person who was performing job A gets moved over to job B within the same company. And the idea there being that job B is much more attractive, it's a much more user-friendly job, it's less hard on the body, it's less manual, uh, less dirty, ideally less dangerous and all these things than job A used to be. So we've replaced the undesirable job, job A, with a more... Desirable job, job B. And we use the automation to fill in the gap. And really, folks, that's the point of automation more than anything. It's to take jobs that suck and replace it with something that doesn't care that it sucks. And this really isn't that much different than everything else that we've been using in the history of mankind like ever. If you see an excavator out there pulling up a road or digging a ditch for reconstruction or tearing down a house or whatever, that is replacing people doing it with shovels and sledgehammers and crap like that. So you could say that the excavator has taken people's job, but nobody gets mad at an excavator. You know, we're all grateful to look at that and say, Whoa, boy. Glad we have that thing to do this nasty back breaking job that we used to have to do manually. Automation when employed the right way. Is the same thing. It's using technology, using uh, mechanical and electrical capability to perform a task that is either dangerous, really manually intensive, or that is just monotonous. People, people just don't want to do it. And, and I'm sure you can think of some other reasons there. So let's get to, to, to the question. Is automation actually replacing jobs? So, I'm going to give you this in two different segments. One, I'm going to give you my anecdotal experience on the subject, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of factual data from a study at BYU to kind of tell you a little bit more and dig in a little bit deeper. So, anecdotally, it has been my experience, and this is over a long period of time, Um, it's, you know, a lot of people wouldn't, I'm 39 years old. A lot of people don't tend to think, well, you know, this, how much experience could this guy possibly have? And while I was following, I've said in other episodes, my dad around, uh, all over the country when he was doing this kind of work. And, uh, I saw this stuff since I was 10 years old and, uh, remember having, I remember hearing the conversations all the way back then when a CNC router would go in to a, a cabinet manufacturing facility, a big one. And these guys would say, oh man, this thing's coming, it's going to take our job. You know, basically they would be really upset because they thought they were going to get let go. I mean, they thought they were going to get put out on the street as soon as this thing got plugged in and fired up. And there would be multiple conversations about this with the, not only the stakeholders, but but with the people making the decisions. And you'd have to really, really push the idea because they were caught in this quandary, much like we are today, that they could only hire so many people. And the people that they could hire, you know, once you get to a certain level of employment in the country where so many people are employed, what you have to pick from uh, gets a little dicey. And now that's not intended to sound derogatory, but at the same time, it just kind of is. You know, if you're at, you know, ninety five, ninety seven percent employment in the country or something, and to tell you the truth, I don't know what we're at right now. Um, if you're to where you have a really, really low unemployment percentage, the people that are left in the labor pool are generally, I mean, you, you got to wonder how they're still there if... The unemployment rate is so low, and there's still people looking to hire. And that's kind of where we are. You know, we have a pretty damned un- un- low unemployment rate. I do know it's very low. And I also know, and I know this for damn sure, people can't find workers. They can't find workers. And when they can, they can't find quality workers. Or, unfortunately, they get stuck in a spot where they're having a hard time attracting good workers to do crummy jobs and that is one where i can understand where people wouldn't necessarily want to want to take that job and that makes the job market that much more competitive so you've got um, not necessarily the best labor pool to pull from um, if you're an employer and you've got high competition for you know i'll just say better jobs maybe from the labor pool, it is there, so the qualified candidates are people just with i mean a good attitude they can kind of they can be pretty choosy about where they want to work and what they want to do, but you've still got this crummy process that has to be automated and or I'm sorry has to be done, and you're kind of left with no choice but to automate it. That was the scenario or at least a similar scenario that a lot of people were in you know uh thirty you know twenty some years ago. And they were struggling with some of the same stuff. So people, though, were resistant to it because they thought they were going to get their jobs taken. In the end, again, I'm on the anecdotal path here. What would happen is that you'd put the piece of equipment in. Eventually, it would win out. The equipment would go in, automated equipment. And at this point, I'm talking, you know, by what we would call automated today. This is like semi-automated. They'd put the equipment in, and productivity would go up. It would start to kind of meet sales demand, and these people that were doing X job would get moved over to B job. And B job was way better than X job. Just like I was saying when I opened this, I switched from A to X, but whatever, you get the point. B job was better than X job. And all of a sudden, they realized, oh, man, I, I don't mind this. This is actually... Uh, uh, a lot better working environment than what I was doing before. In this case, you know, I used to have to pick up these giant sheets of uh, finished plywood, and these the this finished plywood might be, you know, uh, something fairly expensive as a hardwood on the outside. It could be, range anywhere from walnut to hickory to curly maple to, you know, quarter sawn to, got something even real crazy like you know coca bolo or babinga or something like that. These really crazy hardwoods, exotics. And they'd say, you know, so I, I have to lift this. Not only is this hardwood super heavy, um, even though it's plywood, even though just the veneer can, can get weighty. Um, and if it's good quality plywood making that classic cabinets, it's going to be pretty thick. So big, heavy sheets. And I can't damage them either. So i got to be super careful putting them on here. You know, this is hard. And it maybe even takes two people at that point. And, of course, the, you know, vacuum lifts and everything started to become a thing. But even then, it was laborious. And, and it was cumbersome. At the At the least, it was cumbersome, so uh they they realized I don't have to do that anymore now I run a boring machine, you know, and I don't have to lug these giant panels around, whether I have a lift or not, you know, call it easy or not i I don't have to. This is way better, and then they would say, "Well, bring in the next you know router, bring in the next machine, yeah, that's cool, go ahead and go ahead and bring it in, so they'd kind of get one over, and people would not be replaced. They'd be displaced and usually in an upwards direction. And by upwards, I mean just a job improved. Now, that is the same thing that I see today. I don't see people putting in lines of robots or automation or anything like that and then lining up five or six people and saying, all right, guys, here's your pink slips. Hit the bricks. I just don't see it. Nobody can afford to let anybody go today that they already have on their payroll <laughs> unless they really suck. You know, it just it it's it's not really happening. Uh now, that said, I am not going to sit here and act like it has never happened. I have heard those stories. Only a couple, but I have heard them to be fair. Let's give the devil his due. I have heard of stories where somebody brought in, I heard one specifically where somebody brought in like 40 robots and literally fired like uh, 20 or 60 people or something like that. And that that sucks. I'm not not necessarily a huge fan of that. I don't necessarily believe in, I mean, it's hard to say because do I believe in automation replacing people? Sure. What I don't see, I'm—I have a hard time understanding a scenario by which you can actually turn that many people loose and keep your productivity up. I don't care who you are, and I don't care what kind of automation you've put in. I—it doesn't make sense to me. I'm not a fan of automation getting people fired. You know, what I don't get is that I don't think it needs to, and I don't think in most places it should. It just doesn't. It just doesn't add up. There's too many places to put good people and there's too much of a need for good people right now that I don't know how anybody can justify, even if you have automation that starts doing that job, what you've got nowhere else you can use those people, especially if the automation is done appropriately. And by that, I mean, generally automation should increase your output a little bit. If it doesn't do it through just sheer volume of, of product it can run through or, or you know throughput, it should do it with some semblance of efficiency you know some increase in efficiency and that's generally what a, what good automation should do so in in my theory here and i mean correct me if i'm if if you disagree or if you think i'm wrong but by that philosophy i don't see any way that you can you'll al- you'll always have a place for those people You'll always have a place to put them, and you'll always have a need and I don't mean a place to put them out of charity you know I mean you'll have a need for those for good people to be doing work within your organization if you've put in automation properly now to talk a little bit about uh some let's get off the anecdotal and get into a little bit more science as it were um, we'll trademark the word so uh b y u took a study or a look at a study, sorry, that was uh, done not too long ago. And this study focused on people's jobs not only being um, replaced by automation, but also people's perceptions of jobs being uh, replaced by automation. And there's some really interesting tidbits in here. And the first thing I'll note about the study, at least as I'm, I'm seeing it in the summary here, Um, I'll admit I haven't read through the entire thing. I'm reading a synopsis of it is that it doesn't seem to address whether these people were, again, in my definition replaced as in terminated from the company once their job was taken over by automation or whether they maintained their job at the same company, just started doing a different job, you know, just started, they had a different role within that company the study doesn't seem to address that so uh, just as a opening tidbit there uh, but it does talk about and this is really interesting to me because it's it's really at the heart of this what the perception is of people about how automation and robotics are taking people's jobs now and, and this is how the article opens right here quote It's easy to believe that robots are stealing jobs from human workers and drastically disrupting the labor market. After all, you've likely heard that chatbots make more efficient customer service representatives and that computer programs are tracking and moving packages without the use of human hands. But, I'm continuing the quote here, there's no need to panic about a pending robot takeover just yet, says a new study from BYU sociology professor Eric Dahlin. Dahlin's research found that robots are not replacing humans at the rates most people think, but people are prone to severely exaggerate the rate of robot takeover, end quote. So, that's just a a really good synopsis of... It kind of, kind of says it all. Robots are not taking over jobs nearly at the rate people think. Are they taking some people's jobs? Yes. Are they taking over jobs at the rate people think? Absolutely not. And... Actually, what they found in this study is that people tend to overestimate the effect of robots taking jobs from humans by about three times. So if robots are, in actuality, let's say taking 10% of jobs out there, then people tend to think they're taking it taking jobs at a rate of 30%. And now that's a hell of a difference. So that alone... Is very very interesting to me and so that you know the real number that they found in this uh, study and it is published in uh, i think i'm going to get this right socius sociological research for a dynamic world and i can link that in the podcast description um but it's 14 percent is the rate of i have to say displacement that they are seeing because again at least from what I've seen in this study and in the synopsis and everything, they do not address whether these people were actually let go from the company or if they maintained their jobs just in a different role. So I think that's really, really important to note because that's also, I, I think, a big oversight of this study. That's also one of the things that goes hand in hand with this perception that they're talking about. I mean, they mentioned that people overestimate how many jobs are being taken by automation and robots but they don't as kind of ties into the the stigma or the you know the dirty word of automation or something uh, or the idea that it's taking people's jobs they don't mention whether or not those jobs are just being displaced and people are getting better roles within the company that's a big role of automation and it's, it's striking to me that they address specifically the misperception people have about how much is happening without addressing the misperception people can have about what is happening instead of just how much, talking about what is happening. Those numbers really need to be dug into further to see who is actually let go from a company and whose job improved because that's a big part of putting in automation after all. And to underpin that point even more, as you scroll down further through the synopsis here in BYU News, uh, I'll quote from another section here, uh, quote, attention-grabbing headlines predicting a dire future of employment have likely overblown the threat of jobs taking or I'm sorry, of robots taking over jobs, said Dolan, who noted that humans fear of being replaced by automated work processes Dates to the early 1800s. I can't help but feel like the uh, anecdotal evidence I shared earlier seems to just line up, folks. Sometimes you know, sometimes science is just plain observation. You don't have to wear a lab coat and have a fancy degree to just be able to deduce things that you see happening all the time. There's a reason that people have survived for uh, you know however long we have with. Little more than that when we were getting started as humans. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, but the studies are fun. So, uh, Dolan quotes here. He says, We expect novel technologies to be adopted without considering all of the relevant contextual impediments such as cultural, economic, and government arrangements that support the manufacturing, sale, and use of that technology. But just because a technology can be used for something does not mean that it will be implemented. Now, what he's saying there kind of seems to me to be more that you know people are getting scared of this technology without realizing if it's really practical to be implemented. I it seems like a tangent to me unless I'm misunderstanding him because that it's not really what the issue at hand seems to be more to me the issue at hand to me seems to be when the technology is implemented what is the effect on the human worker? What what is the effect? You know, replacement, displacement, or is it actually people uh, being, you know, getting better jobs you know, as, as part of that effect as well? And it's interesting because if you scroll down here, he actually mentions, he uses the word uh, displacement, or rather the article does. Um, he says, you know, Dahlin says that these findings are consistent with previous studies, and there's a link there, which suggests that robots aren't displacing workers, in my opinion, misuse of the word there, but rather workplaces are integrating both employees and robots in ways that generate more value for human labor. Now, stand by, because he's about to say something about automation that is kind of not in the same vein that I'm talking about. But it's it's a decent example, but I still don't think he's defining displacement and replacement appropriately. So here's what he says. Quote, An everyday example is an autonomous, self-propelled machine roaming the aisles, and cleaning floors at your local grocery store, says Dolan. This robot cleans the floors while employees clean under shelves or other difficult-to-reach places. His point there being that the automation is adding more value. It's strange to me in this case because it seems like in this ex- particular example, the humans got the short end of the stick here. <laughs> it's like the robot gets the easy part, and the humans have to get on their hands and knees and get under stuff and do the dirty job. And the robots just wandering around, cleaning all the easy to reach floor, getting the low hanging fruit. And now the humans have the bullshit stuff to do. <laughs> so, not. To, I mean, I get it, but uh, that's in practicality. Yeah, there are things I, I keep going back to assembly in a lot of these conversations where. Uh, A lot of processes are very difficult to automate, and so you can capture the low-hanging fruit with the automation, and then you need humans to do some of the more finesse stuff. In this example, he gives the finesse, quote-unquote, stuff just happens to be a little bit more, you know, of the crummy variety. Now, to be fair, they do give what I think is a better example here. Uh, right after that. And they said that, you know, the aviation industry being another good example of robots and humans working together, whereby airplane manufacturers used to paint airplane wings uh, manually. And a robot, though, can administer one coat of paint in 24 minutes, something that would take a human painter hours to accomplish. And the humans now just load and unload the paint while the robot does the painting. Now, to me, that's a really, really good example where not don't get me wrong, painting is an interesting one when you talk about automating because there is a certain finesse and skill and downright artistry that can go into painting just because it's it's such a fluid operation. Uh-huh, pun intended. And automating that is is not sometimes can be a little bit tricky. But it certainly makes efficiency sense. And while painting, the, the artistry and the finesse of painting can be glamorized, the environment of painting is not so glamorous. You're in a suit all damn day. You're in a Tyvek suit or some other environmental suit. It can be really, really hot. It can be sweaty and crummy. And you're in there all freaking day breathing canned oxygen. I don't mean that literally, but you're getting pumped air in. And it, it can kind of suck. You know, not the best working environment if you have a choice. So I think this is that's a much better example of displacing a job that while there is a um, a little bit of certainly some prestige in what a human can do with paint, the environment is not so conducive it's it's not a great environment to work in. And let's face it, some of those really really skilled painters there aren't that many to go around. I mean, People that are really, really good at painting, especially, not that easy to find. Let alone keep you know making more of. So, those are the things that um, this article is talking about. I think it touches on some really good points. I think it does leave out a little bit about what's happening with workers when they are displaced by automation. Does it mean they're being replaced entirely? Are they being you know kicked out on the street? Or are they moving in to other jobs that are better? I think that's a question just doesn't answer, but it does give you a good glimpse and a good underpinning of what people tend to think about automation as opposed to the reality. And that is that people tend to think that automation is downright booting people out of their jobs at a breakneck pace of, you know, uh thirty percent, forty seven percent, fifty percent even, and the reality is that it's happening at a rate of about 14%. And that 14% has not been drilled in on to see if people are being booted out to the street or if their jobs are actually improving. And that's something that really needs to be looked at. This rate of replacement, quote unquote replacement, whatever, displacement, will not surprise any integrator out there because they know how slowly this stuff actually goes in. <laughs> if through marketing and everything. You would think that Basically, you plug a robot into the wall and it just knows what to do. Uh, and, and anybody can do this, and you drop, you know, robots are just being dr- dropped in from the sky to replace everybody left and right. Integrators out there all know that that's a big crock. And so this, these numbers will not surprise them. But in any case, that's a really, really good summary of kind of the theme of today's podcast. And that is, are robots taking your jobs? They're displacing people some, sure, but not nearly at the rate that is perceived and the way that they're being displaced has not been drilled in on enough. And, it, and in my experience, and I, I think it kind of bears out, especially the when you uh, when you dial in or I'm sorry, when you incorporate the fear factor, uh, it seems that people are being moved upwards in most cases in the vast majority of that 14%. I would, I would assert that people are being moved upwards to better positions and out of more crummy jobs and uh, more manually intensive, dirty, crummy jobs and being able to do much more attractive jobs. And let's face it, folks, right now, tough labor market. We're going to need more of this, not less, especially with a an increasingly retiring and aging population and a smaller incoming workforce that also, let's face it, is not super attracted to those kinds of jobs. You know, judge it, like it, don't like it. You know, call them snowflakes, call them weenies, whatever you want. That's what you have to work with. That's what's coming down the pike. So we're gonna have to plan for it. And hey, let's again, I keep saying, let's face it, but it's uh, I don't think it's such a bad thing to get rid of some of those crummy jobs, automate them, and uh, help make the entire. Industry, you know, to make everything that we do to make things a little bit more worker friendly. That is it for today. I appreciate you joining me. We will be back next week to talk about more robots and automation. And stay tuned for those Mental Fitness Fridays, that uh, Mental Fitness Friday series, talking about a little bit of presence in the workplace, how we bring mental fitness into the workplace, what it means, how you do it, why you'd want to do it. And uh, that's going to be really exciting. Until then, we will see you next time. This has been the Buttshit Crazy podcast. See you next time.